Hey everyone, it is Monday, January 15th, 2018, and you are listening to the Salvage Title Podcast. As always, I'm your host, Brad Eiseldyke, and I'm here to talk to you about car news, car culture, and car whatever, and as promised, we're doing some daily roundups of the North American International Auto Show, the Detroit Auto Show, uh, the first big show for 2018. Uh, today, since it's Monday, we're going to kind of cover the news that came out on Sunday. Um, there was a ton of announcements today uh, for the Monday uh, aspect of the show. Um, a lot of announcements from Ford and Acura and a bunch of others, but we're going to focus on what uh, happened on Sunday. So mostly announcements about pickup trucks. Uh, Ford unveiled their new Ranger. Chevrolet gave us some details about the new Silverado and Ram pulled the tarp off the uh, Ram 1500. Uh, so we'll cover pickup trucks, and then tomorrow we'll get into some of the new things that happened uh, today. Um, really, of course, want to talk about the Ford Mustang Bullet Edition, but uh, pickup trucks, yeah. The big deal in Detroit, it seems, this year, strangely enough. Uh, so all that, and maybe a little bit more, after the bump. See you on the flip side. So first up is the 2019 Ford Ranger. The long return or wait, period of waiting for a return has finally ended. Well, at least a year from now it'll be ended. Uh, Ford unveiled the 2019 Ranger to uh, some press people uh, beforehand, but now they're showing off at the auto show. And it is pretty much exactly what you'd expect. Uh, it is the foreign market Ranger uh, revamped for the United States with some... Uh, a little bit more Americanized design choices to bring it more in line with what you see on the F-150. Uh, the truck is, give or take, you know, about the size of a Chevrolet Colorado, which is, you know, about the size of a Toyota Tacoma. You've got a pretty decent idea of what's going on here. Uh, the Ranger has a fully boxed frame. Uh, Ford wasn't talking about any of the uh, capabilities, towing capabilities, things like that of the vehicle. But what they did announce is that it's going to come in two configurations, a crew cab and an extended cab. The crew cab has a short box. The extended cab has a longer box. Um, the engine choice will be only a single one. It's going to be the 2.3 liter EcoBoost inline four that sees duty in the Ford Explorer and the Ford Mustang. Um, I think it's also in a Lincoln as well. So we're looking at somewhere around 300 horsepower, about 320, 350, maybe a little more torque than that. It's hard to say how Ford's going to tune this thing. Um, it's going to be mated to the brand new 10-speed automatic that was co-developed with General Motors. Uh, it's looking like it's also going to have a pretty robust four-wheel drive system similar to what's available in the Explorer with the terrain selection system. So if you've been in a modern SUV or pickup truck as of late, uh, you're going to have modes for, you know, rock crawling, sand, things like that that'll use the traction control system, the ABS system, uh, with other gizmos and doodads that divert the power to where it needs to go to get the truck out of trouble. Um, Upper trim levels of the uh, truck, well, the trim levels of the truck are really going to be pretty straightforward. There's going to be the XL, the work truck, the XLT, the mainline trims, and then the higher level Lariat. Uh, there's going to be, uh, you know, a multitude of different things you can get uh, from the Sport and the, uh, what do they call it, the SXT trim line. Uh, there's going to be an FX2 and an FX4 as well for some more serious 
off-road duty. But more or less, it's, you know, if you remember the Ranger from, God, it feels like a decade ago, uh, you're you're not far off on the, what the trim levels are going to be. You're just going to be getting much more of an actual modern pickup truck. Uh, Interior-wise, it looks like standard Ford fare. You're going to have Ford Sync 3. You're going to have, you know, all the current running gear that you'd expect uh, based on what's available in the F-150, uh, the Fusion, things like that, you know. You, you can't really get too far out of the pasture. Um, as far as other smart features go, there's going to be some other, you know, lane keep assist, things like that, things that you'd expect for a modern car. I think really the big question right now is how much is it going to be? It only having one powertrain, it's not going to give you separate levels um, unless you get different trim stuff. Uh, the Colorado itself is a pickup truck that starts at a very cheap price, but also doesn't have a lot of standard equipment. And once you start adding the few niceties, you rocket past $30,000 seemingly instantly. Um, so my hope is definitely that Ford decides to make this a little bit more of an affordable pickup truck uh, to make it easier to get for more people. Um, but without a manual transmission, without rear-wheel drive seeming to be as big of an option as what it once was, uh, my, you know, it's, I guess it's hard to say. Uh, Ford definitely has some room at the bottom of the market to take on the Toyota Tacoma and the Nissan Frontier, um, but it remains to be seen. I don't know. I'm really excited about this truck. I think it's really good looking, uh, both inside and out. It looks like a kind of pickup truck for people like me who generally don't like pickup trucks, and that's always a very good thing. So looking forward to seeing it in person here soon, but uh, really looking forward to, forward to seeing it on the streets just the same. So next up is the announcement for the 2019 Chevrolet Silverado, which we're going to be seeing on dealer lots hopefully in the next about six months or so. Uh, the new Silverado is a truck that takes a lot of weight saving seriously. Uh, GM decided to forego their making fun of Ford for the use of aluminum for the past couple of years and are doing it themselves. Uh, all the doors, the hood, and the tailgate have been replaced with aluminum pieces, and a major push towards weight saving was done on the truck. Uh, Chevrolet is claiming that the truck saves 450 pounds compared to the outgoing model, which is not unsubstantial, um, but of course isn't quite as extreme as what Ford had promised just a few short years ago on the F-150. Um, other news fronts, there's more room in the back seat uh, if you get a crew cab configuration. Um, there's been some more tuning for livability and drivability uh, from the driving perspective that I think is going to make the truck a much nicer place, but for the most part, uh, there's not a lot of really huge leaps and bounds and changes to the truck. It looks like a Chevrolet. It's got the split grille. Um, one thing that they're doing is kind of giving different trim levels of the truck different and more specific grills. I can't really think of a time that Chevrolet has done this on a pickup truck since probably the 70s or the 80s, but lower trim models are going to have a plastic grill that says Chevrolet across the front, if you kind of think of how the Raptor looks with the uh, Ford emblem across it. Um, I actually kind of think the work truck looks really good compared to the upper trim LT, LTZ, high country, yada, yada, yada stuff. Um, those ones look more like traditional Chevrolet trucks you already see on the road, but the work truck looks different in a very good way, and I really kind of like it. 
Um, they're promising a lot more standard features as well on the work truck, including a 7-inch touchscreen that apparently includes Apple CarPlay and Android Auto, so that's not too bad. Um, on the powertrain front, it's kind of business as usual for the marketplace these days. It's using the 10-speed gearbox that's shared with Ford on, I believe, all of the engine options. And you're going to see revamped versions. Chevrolet's saying that they're all new. I very much doubt that they're completely new. Uh, versions of the 5.3 liter V8, the overhead valve V8, as well as the 6.2 liter overhead valve V8 that's been in use for the better part of a decade. What is new is a 3 liter diesel option, a 3 liter straight 6 turbocharged diesel option, which they didn't really talk a whole lot about power figures. They didn't really talk a whole lot about uh, what kind of towing or payload capacities these things are going to have. But that 3 liter straight 6 sounds pretty interesting to me. Um, it does make me wonder that if GM's going to be dipping a little bit deeper into the diesel market, um, especially after the success of the power plant inside of the Colorado, if this new 3 liter straight 6 diesel is going to make its way into other vehicles, namely a big luxury Cadillac to take it to the Germans. We'll see. That's, uh, that's a question for much further down the road. But uh, yeah, the Silverado is pretty much a Silverado, and maybe that's the greatest strength here. Uh, of the three pickup trucks we're going to talk about here, the Silverado is the one that takes the least amount of risks, and Chevrolet has done that the past couple of generations, and for the most part, it's kind of paid off. Uh, you know, they've had trucks that are dependable. They've had those overhead valviates that work as advertised. They've had transmissions that, you know, let Ford use them first and make mistakes, and then we fix it, and then they put it out a little bit later. Uh, that's worked out pretty well in their favor. Uh, they've had a lot of success by not moving the needle a whole lot. And while it doesn't do a whole lot for innovation and it doesn't do a whole lot for the market, uh, GM does a good job listening to their buyers and, you know, not pushing the envelope too far. We'll see what it looks like in person pretty soon, um, but I'm really eager to see what that work truck looks like and some little more custom trim options. Uh, that, that seems like it's a good middle ground for a lot of people, but we'll see. Last up is the 2019 Ram 1500, a long-anticipated, long, long wait for this truck. Uh, we've had a, quite a few updates on the F-150 and the Silverado over the past couple of years, but the Ram has kind of soldiered on uh, from its transition from Dodge to Ram under the tutelage of uh, Fiat, and this is their first all-new effort, and it is a Ram. It looks like a Ram. Uh, it's the first time that they haven't had the split grille. Um, it's the first time that they've completely parted with the traditional Dodge styling cues. Um, otherwise, you know, it's a, it's a brand new chassis. You're not seeing a lot of uh, increases in dimensions. Um, you're not seeing a lot of changes in the design features of the truck overall, uh, except for a few key differences. Uh, so first up, powertrains, kind of like the Silverado. Ram isn't taking a huge leap forward for most things. There is going to be a 3.6 liter Pentastar V6 as already offered in the truck, as well as the 5.7 liter Hemi V8. 
Um, power figures are near enough exactly what they were before, but the big news is that Ram is going to be offering all of their trucks, regardless of the engine you, op or you choose, uh, with a mild hybrid system. Now the system isn't quite what you'd expect out of like say a Prius or any of those high performance Porsche hybrid systems. This one's kind of one kind of similar to the Honda IMA one where it is able to use a torque fill system of sorts to add, if I'm remembering correctly, up to 130 pound feet of torque to the engine uh, as it runs through the I think it's an 8-speed gearbox. Uh, kind of cool that Ram is doing that, that to add some efficiency to its vehicles. Um, it sounds like it's going to be improving the fuel economy by 20% is what they're claiming. So you're looking at about 20 miles per gallon, 20 to 22 miles per gallon overall on the V6. On the V8, a little bit less than that. Um, not a huge leap forward. I don't know. I'm interested to see what kind of work this is going to require to maintain over the long term, but if it's anything like what's happened before, it's going to be basically unnoticeable, um, and I think people are going to maybe benefit more from it than they would have by not having it. We'll see. It's hard to say. The other big news, of course, is the ridiculously large touchscreen that they're making uh, available in this new RAM. There is a 12-inch infotainment system uh, that is going to be placed in the dashboard that instead of being turned horizontally with the diagonal 12 inches it's going to be turned uh, turned vertically so think of like what you see in a Tesla or the new Volvo uh, SUVs and sedans uh, it is going to be a big touchscreen dashboard that runs from the top of the dash down seemingly nearly to the bottom uh, where then it's uh, bookended by some uh, switches and toggles for different uh, settings depending on the trim of the truck you get. Um, the Uconnect system historically has been one of the better infotainment systems on the market so I'm definitely interested to see how that would work in a vehicle like this. I think we're definitely starting to push the boundaries of how big of a screen is too big of a screen uh, between CES with the door-to-door -door screens as well, something like this, where it's the, near enough the full length of the, of the uh, center, well, not even the center console, just the center of the dash. That's, it's a bold move. Um, you know, there's, there's only so many switches you can replace with something like this, and it does, still looks like RAM is keeping a lot of physical toggles in there. So that's good, but uh, it's definitely different. Um, I've never been a big fan of the Ram myself. Um, this looks like this could be a truck that could change it. The Ram Rebel, the, the current one, has probably come the closest to being a Ram that I would consider being as good as, if not better than, the mainline Ford Chevrolet GMC options. Uh, but this one, you know, it, it looks the part. It, it sounds like it's taking some interesting steps to be a little bit different. Um, but it's, it's really going to be a battle of ideas between Ford, GM, and Chrysler, and that's kind of cool that we're getting uh, you know, three very different approaches to the marketplace one more time, and you know, I don't think you can really do a bad job of choosing a pickup truck again. So looking really forward to seeing this one in person. It looks like a really nice truck. guys that just about wraps up day zero of the north american international auto show the detroit 
auto show. A uh, lot of truck news in the first day, which is kind of weird that it's kind of worked out to be themed almost between uh, the pre-show and then today being very car and sports car focused uh, with announcements from uh, Ford on the Mustang, Hyundai on the Veloster N, and AMG with a new powertrain in their uh, sporty coupe vehicles. Uh, so we'll talk about some of that stuff tomorrow. Tomorrow could go a little bit long depending on how much we want to focus in on. Uh, Wednesday, I'm going to cover some of the uh, Tuesday announcements. Um, hard to say what's left to really cover, but there's always a couple of days worth of surprises that happen all at once. Um, we're kind of recording these in a way, too, where I can digest some of the information, see things on video, uh, read multiple sources about the same vehicles. Uh, so we'll go from there. But anyway, guys, uh, I hope you have a great night, and I will see you tomorrow with another episode of the Salvage Title Podcast. See ya.